Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Mavericks are going to be a problem in the playoffs. Why Duke has the most to prove in the ACC tournament. Plus, did one bet end the career of Calvin Ridley? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Luka Doncic just keeps finding new ways to help his team win. In this case, it was 16 rebounds, a season high to go with 35 points and a 111-103 win over the Utah Jazz. And Dallas now just a half game behind Utah for that fourth playoff spot in the West. Joining me now from Locked on Mavs, Nick Angstad. And Nick, as we look at this playoff seating, Dallas, we were just talking about this on the show the other day. They're they're playing as well as anyone. How much does the seating matter to Dallas? The seating matters a little bit. It, the, more about the matchup, I think. This matchup right now between the, the Mavs and the Jazz, which would be the 4-5 if the season ended right now, Jazz would have the home court advantage, and I don't know if you know anything about playing basketball in Utah. It's usually not the best for the opposing team. There's there's some shenanigans. I don't know if I can say that on this network uh, that was started by the man that we know as David Locke, but uh, that would be that would be significant, I think, if the Mavs could get home court advantage in a series like that. Uh, but Spencer Dinwiddie, after the game, said it. He said, "We're it's too early to worry about seeding. It's too early to worry. We just have to win the games that are in front of us and focus on what's in front of us and not try to jockey for position and do all that kind of stuff just yet. Um, We're like 15, 18 games away from the end of the season, so I don't know when it actually is time for them to start jockeying for position, but he said it's not time yet. Uh, You mentioned the matchups. I mean, is there a team that that you're looking at in in the top? Let's say they're able to get past the Jazz. And and then you get a second round matchup with one of these top teams in the West. Is there someone at the at the top where you're going? Okay, this is the Golden State, Memphis, uh, Utah, uh, uh, Phoenix that matches up best with the Mavericks. Yeah, the Mavs have three wins against the Memphis Grizzlies this year. They have now, I think, three wins against the Golden State Warriors. They won those. They've won both of those matchups pretty handily. They have just one win against the Jazz right now, uh, and they play them again in in a couple weeks, but. Uh, my co-host has said for a long time, he's like, I want the Utah Jazz. I think this is a team the Mavericks could beat, and uh, and he's taking that. I, I think that this Warriors team without Draymond Green, he's supposed to come back in like a week or so, but according to him, according to the volume with Draymond Green, he, he announced his sources were himself today. He announced he's going to come back in a week. But uh, if they don't have Draymond Green, that team is just completely different, and the Mavs can handle them. Memphis team is pretty inexperienced, so I'd be curious to see how they would match up. So any of those three really stand out. Uh, but if the Warriors do have Draymond Green, then that's the one you want to avoid. And then just avoid the Nuggets because of Jokic altogether. Well, but but so the Nuggets, interestingly, are built like Dallas. And it, it is one virtuoso superstar and a bunch of guys who fit around him. We've talked about how this this offense in particular has changed without Kristaps Porzingis. Um, playing smaller, a lot of drive and kick and, and trying to find ways to manufacture more offense when you have more ball handlers on the court. How well suited do you think they are to a postseason type of play? They're really they're more well suited than they have been in the past. Over the last couple of years, we've seen this Mavericks team be, 
you know, two years ago they were the they had the best offensive rating in NBA history. They were like this incredible, like efficient offense under Rick Carlisle with Porzingis spacing the floor, Luka Doncic doing his thing. You know, Seth Curry is a shooter to space the floor. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a shooter to space the floor. And now, two years later, under Jason Kidd, this team is completely different. They are a defense first team right now. We are seeing this team put defense first in a way that. I, we haven't seen a Mavs team since, I don't know, 2011 possibly. And so you look at this Mavs team with Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, um, you know, even Spencer Dinwiddie, 6'6". Luka has, was, has been playing some pretty good defense. They have a bunch of these wings, um, you know, Sterling Brown, other guys that they, they, they've added to this team. They have all these different wings that they can throw out there to defend. And so this team is uh, shifted a little bit. They are just now a def- defense first team with three attacking guards and obviously Luca and then Dinwiddie and Brunson and whatever they can give them on offense, kick out to shooters or to hit Powell on rolls. Uh, that's sort of what their offense is. But I think, th- think they're more, <laughs> they're more ready for, for postseason play right now, the way that they're playing instead of just trying to outscore everybody. Why Duke has the most to prove in the ACC tournament. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Green Bay Packers have made a significant long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market, according to reports. He is expected to make a decision at the very least before free agency opens on March 16th. But more than likely, we will get a decision today because... The Packers have a decision to make on Devontae Adams and whether or not they will tag the superstar receiver. They have said they will not let him hit the open market. And the idea right now around the league is that he will be tagged with reports saying the Packers and Adams are not close on a new deal. Will it be with Aaron Rodgers? We will find out very soon. Joel Embiid had 43 points and 14 boards as the Philadelphia 76ers handed the Chicago Bulls their fifth straight loss. What's going on, Bulls Nation? It's Hayes from Locked On Bulls. Overall, tonight, the Bulls just didn't get it done. Even though they showed some flashes against the Philadelphia 76ers, really when it all boils down and comes and comes down to it, the Bulls just did not have enough in the tank. They did not execute as well on defense as they needed to, especially down the stretch. Despite winning the rebounding battle big in the first half, the Bulls just did not have enough in the second half. Foul trouble across this game. Uh, even with the officiating, the Bulls, you know, they didn't shoot the ball well from three over the course of the game. While Kobe White did get going late in the game, it just wasn't enough for this Bulls team to beat one of the best teams in the NBA in the Philadelphia 76ers. And they remain with no wins against Joel Embiid when he's playing with the 76ers over the course of his career. Unfortunately, it's not a good game from the Bulls. We look um, for them to rebound as they have their longest losing streak of the season. Now that it stands at five games, the Bulls have to look at themselves and ask some questions. How they, can they correct the ship um, heading into the playoffs? All these questions and more need to be answered as we look to the Bulls and see what they do outside of just waiting for Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams, and Lonzo Ball to return to help improve their defense. The NFL informed its 32 teams on Monday that the salary cap for the 2022 season has been set at $208.2 million. It marks a significant increase from the 2021 cap, which was set at $182.5 million per team because of projected revenue for last season and lost revenue during the 2020 season because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The figure was a drop from the 2020 cap 
which was set at 198.2 million. The league also sets the amount for the franchise tags on Monday. Quarterbacks who receive a non-exclusive franchise tag before today's 4 p.m. East deadline will get almost $30 million for the 2022 season if they can't agree to a long-term contract by July 15th, the deadline for franchise players to agree to long-term deals. The New England Patriots released veteran linebacker Kyle Van Noy on Monday, the team announced. The move creates about $4.1 million in salary cap space, nearly doubling the Patriots' total cap space to about $9 million. The 6'3", 250-pound Van Noy played in 16 regular season games last season for the Patriots with 66 tackles. That was good for fourth on the team. He also had five sacks, 10 passes defended, in addition to a forced fumble and an interception returned for a touchdown. It was the latest Patriots reclamation project where they brought back an old player who was not good for another team and made him a useful guy. David Jean Baptiste dribbled into the front court and launched a long game-winning three-pointer over three defenders to lift Chattanooga to a 64-63 overtime win over Furman in the Southern Conference Championship game Monday night, claiming the automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. The Mocs have appeared in the NCAA tournament 12 times, and they made the Sweet 16 once back in 1997. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Some good NBA action on the horizon. The Nets are barely hanging on to a play-in spot in the Eastern Conference. They face the Charlotte Hornets, who are just one spot ahead of them. The Bet Online line for this one is Brooklyn giving three. The New Orleans Pelicans are hanging on to a play-in spot of their own in the Western Conference, and they face the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. The BetOnline.net line for this game has Memphis favored by five. The Cleveland Cavaliers are trying to stay out of the play-in games in the East, and they will be down all-star Jarrett Allen indefinitely. Luckily, they get the Indiana Pacers, who might be in Tank City. The BetOnline.net line for this game has the Cavs favored by four. BetOnline, where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. It is not the typical superstar ACC, but there is still going to be plenty of storylines to come out of the ACC tournament as we head into the NCAA tournament, the big one here coming up fast all of a sudden. Joining me now from Locked On ACC, Candace Cooper and Candace, as we look at the standings, Two of the three names at the top are familiar ones to everyone, even if you're not a big college basketball fan, Duke and UNC. We had the Coach K matchup over the weekend, but who has the most to prove here as we head into the ACC tournament? You know, I really still think that it's Duke because they're coming off of this loss, and I think they're probably the scariest team right now because they're trying to avenge what was supposed to be a really good weekend. So they're the ones that, you know, I hate it had to be you as you have to be their opponent. But Carolina also, can you maintain some consistency? You had a great win on Saturday, but can you keep it up? Can you not get caught in a trap when you're probably going to have to play a team like Virginia maybe in your first game out? So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how those two react and bounce back after that uh, Saturday matchup. What what would we have to see from Duke to get them up in, in to sneak in potentially into that top line, that one seed line? I think they would have to win every game handedly, um, couldn't be too close, and they really just had to prove their point. Like They've had some really good wins this season against Gonzaga and Kentucky, so it's not like it's impossible for them, but I think they're just going to have to have a strong showing from start to finish. Is there a team that, that you could see talented, inconsistent, one of these these teams in the middle, the Miamis, the Virginias, the the Wakes that, that could get hot here, and all of a sudden they're 
you know, they're riding high as we head into the NCAA tournament. I mean, you're pretty much saying everybody in this conference is who you're talking about <laughs> who can get hot and figure it out, right? But no, I seriously think that you have teams like Florida State who can squeak out and find somebody healthy, right? Find just a couple people who can maintain that discredit to Coach Hamilton. Now he's done really well. Miami is always hungry, always gritty, and they love to be in like pressure situations. But I think Virginia is probably the one where they've gotten better as the season has progressed. And I know they're probably feeling a way about Reese Beekman not being defensive player of the year. They're trying to get themselves back in a position and hey they've beaten the number one team so it's not impossible for them to make a good run is there a player that that you have your eye on going okay we know these these conference tournaments can make star players uh it, it, so is is there someone who you think could have that kind of impact on this tournament yeah, I think out of Miami, you see Cameron Mugusty. I think you see Isaiah Wong probably having really good runs. But also from a Duke perspective, I think you see Trevor Keels. Jeremy Roach, to me, is the sleeper. A.J. Griffin's probably their biggest X, X factor because no one always pays attention to him. You always want your top guys. Everyone's like, okay, let's guard Paolo. But then you see A.J. just going off for 27 whenever he feels like it. So he's cer certainly capable. But again, I think, you know, you can run the gambit on Duke's team. Everyone <laughs> is capable. And I think this is going to be a really good conference to see who kind of ultimately pulls it out. What is your official prediction, Candice? You know I had to put you on the spot. <laughs> I truly believe Duke better go ahead and do the damn thing. <laughs> Because if not, don't let the farewell tour, the re ruined retirement party be in vain. Like, you got to have some energy. And they play really well on the road. Let's keep it a band. Like, they love being the villain. And I was talking about it on my show. It's the Batman energy. They're two-faced right now. They're coming out. They want to get pick up their face after that loss on Saturday. They're ready to be the ultimate villain. Coming up, did one bet end the career of Calvin Ridley? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Puffs? These things have changed the protein bar game. Protein-infused marshmallows. Protein-infused marshmallow. One more time. Protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. You get the crunch from the chocolate. And they are just like the rest of their line. High in fiber, high in protein, low in net carbs, low in sugar. Yet they taste amazing. Churro. Coconut marshmallow, that's my go-to. Banana cream pie. Come on, th th those flavors just sound delicious. Go to Built.com and scroll through everything, all the options, and if you don't believe me about the macros, check them out. Check them out. Most Built Bars, 130 calories, but four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. It will blow your mind how good they taste with that profile. And... I can incentivize you to try it. I can. I can make it easier for you. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Go to Built.com to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The fireworks for the NFL offseason are not limited to Aaron Rodgers, luckily for me. Unluckily for Aaron Freeman from Locked on Falcons. Uh, he is going to have to talk about this now because it is a big dang deal. Calvin Ridley is going to miss the entire 2022 season right now after allegedly gambling on football games. I say allegedly, he admitted on Twitter as he tweeted through it that he did, in fact, gamble on games, $1,500 worth. Aaron, this is a, a very surprising story. What was your first reaction when you saw it? 
it was unbelievable at first uh, to sort of see the news that a player in today's NFL got suspended for gambling on football. And uh, I, I know Josh Shaw got suspended a couple of years ago uh, with that. But this has really been, you know, a non-issue, at least in the NFL circles for like decades, you know, since like the 60s, 70s and 80s or whatever the case may be. And particularly with a high profile player like Calvin Ridley, um, you know, this is certainly probably one of the bigger stars uh, in sports history that has been suspended for gambling on his own sport. I guess if you want to put a positive spin on it, he bet on the Falcons to win and they won. So uh, I guess he wasn't betting against the Falcons. So that's a positive. That's about the only positive you can take for it. So it was, it was very surprising to see this news in terms of Calvin Ridley's future in Atlanta it was already on sort of thin ice due to, uh, you know, various reports coming out since the end of the season that uh, in, in part due to Calvin really taking uh, a break from football in the middle of the season, this gambling incident, uh, according to NFL investigation, came while he was away from the team. So it's not necessarily involving the Falcons or any sort of inside information. But, uh, you know, given that he was taking a, a break from football due to mental health issues, it seemed like the Falcons, as some people termed it, and, and Calvin really were headed to a mutual parting of ways and looking like a fresh start for him and the team moving forward. Um, and so that was going to be a, a big issue to see what the Falcons could get via trade from him this offseason. But now that's completely out the window as far as a trade asset in that regard with his suspension. So, you know, Calvin really played his last down in Atlanta and uh, we'll just sort of see what his NFL future is going to be like if and when he gets reinstated in the future. But it's certainly not going to be as an Atlanta Falcon. Yeah, there are some speculating that his NFL career might just flat out be over at this point. There was a lot of discussion on social media, and and I'm sure there will be a lot more today um, on, the, on the Talking Head shows about the NFL's cozying up to the big gambling companies and potential hypocrisy that they see in this sort of situation. Where do you stand on how this all went down? I, you know, I said it on Locked on Falcons. I can't make a negative moral judgment on Calvin Ridley for betting on football because I bet on football on a weekly basis. So it does make him a bad person that he bet on football or anything like that. But it, for obvious reasons, you can't do it. You can't, as a league, allow players to bet on, you know, football games, uh, particularly their own football teams, whether or not Calvin Ridley was with the team at the time. It affects the integrity of the game. Uh, and, you know, it opens up a very slippery slope, a whole can of worms, whatever you want to call it. So for obvious reasons, there's a rule against this and the league has to come down hard whenever stuff like this happens, as they did with Calvin Ridley. So in terms of, you know, seeing sort of hypocrisy or anything like that, as far as the NFL is concerned, I don't really necessarily see it that way. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate for football players that they can't make money, I guess, if, if you want it for like the rest of the world that they can't make money off of betting on football games. But then again, they make a lot of money playing football. So it feels like it's, it's a very small sort of sacrifice that they have to make. It's just like, you can bet on basketball, you can bet on baseball, you can bet on hockey, you can't bet on football. And so it seems like I don't feel like this is some sort of unfair miscarriage of justice or anything like that. I think all those sort of talking points are, are a little bit crazy at this point. And finally, with the Spurs win over the Lakers on Monday night, Greg Popovich tied Don Nelson for most career wins with 13-35. His first chance to pull into first alone will be Wednesday night 
when the Spurs host the Toronto Raptors. He will no doubt celebrate with a very nice glass of wine. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Tuesday, the madness continues as we march toward the NCAA tournament. See what I did there? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.